Hello and welcome to the second episode of the DGPS podcast. We're your hosts for today, Rohan and Pashan. And in this episode, we're going to talk about overcoming insecurities and developing a positive body image. We're bombarded every day with images of so-called perfection, perfect lives, perfect bodies. It can be hard living up to these expectations. And it's no wonder that a high percentage of people don't feel confident in their own bodies. Well, here to share their own stories with us today is Kimberly Carey and Jay. What's up? Hello. <laughs> This is the Dubai Jam Podcast. Kimberly, welcome to Dubai Jam and thanks for being here. Well, thank you for having me. So, tell us a bit about yourself. Well, where shall I begin? Um, well, I am a school teacher. I'm an English teacher by profession, but I am a makeup artist by passion. And it turns out from makeup, I've uh, developed numerous different things that deal with body image and confidence coaching. So, um, yeah, that's me. I am from St. Louis, Missouri in the United States. I actually moved here in 2011 from Houston, Texas, where I was a teacher and working three jobs. <laughs> and as we've talked about before, you know, those at that time, I was working those three jobs and not knowing what life was really like. So one day there was a, a news report and it said, are you a teacher? And I was like, yeah, I'm a teacher. Sure. Um, would you like a tax-free salary? Sure, sure. I would love that too. And um, would you like to come to Abu Dhabi? And I was like, where? Okay. No idea. Copy no idea. Me. Let's go. <laughs> I had no idea where, where God was taking me, but I think that it was time for a change. So here I am. Ten years later. <laughs> Almost ten years later. <clears throat> so we're glad to see that you're doing well and that you could be here with us today. Thank you. <laughs> Jay, as you all know, is our deputy sports captain. Jay, could you tell our listeners what you're going to be talking about today? Hey guys, so I'm just going to be talking about my journey uh, growing up and uh, my experience with losing weight and facing these insecurities about my body growing up and I just feel like it's a very important topic. Yeah, I mean personally I've like grown up with you so I've seen the changes you've gone through and yeah, I like I commend you for it. Obviously your your dad's been supporting you the whole way. Mm. You like I'm pretty sure he's a role model for you in the being an amazing squash player since the start. And oh, now sure. your whole Definitely. family, yeah, your whole family going out to like running events. Yeah, it makes me kind of jealous. <laughs> Don't have parents <laughs> run like that much. But uh, yeah. So uh, speaking of body image issues or per se, Kimberly, you were diagnosed with alopecia at the age of 19. Is that right? That is correct. For those who don't know, what is alopecia? Okay, the best way that I can put <clears throat> what alopecia is, is... It's, and I don't want to, you know, kind of rain on other disorders parades, but it's almost like it's bipolar. It's like a bipolar disorder. It comes and goes. It's up and down. It comes in one area. It goes in another. It comes in the other area. It comes in another. So you just never know what it's going to do. Uh, I used to say it was like a deadbeat dad that, would, <laughs> <laughs> that you thought it was going to show up for you, but one day it just all of a sudden just... Oh, it wiped itself out. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. And you have to figure out how to deal with this disorder, this deadbeat dad, and make it your own. Rise up from the ashes. Rise up from the ashes. Be a phoenix. Yeah. 
can it affect anyone and everyone, or how does this work? Okay, so it can affect men, women, children, and sometimes babies. It's not a contagious, it's not a disease, it's a disorder. And a lot of times people mistake it for cancer. Right. And it is not, it is yeah. totally different. But I mean, I can see why people would mistake it. But it's, it's very like, com is it like very common between people or it's just... Actually, it is. It's more common. And the more you see bald people out are people who have spots. Because like yeah. I was saying yeah. to you guys earlier, there are different levels of alopecia. That's right. So when someone is completely bald, that's when mm -hmm. the misconception comes yeah. about. And it's like, no, 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 no. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm okay. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. I just lost my hair. It's, yeah. it's okay. Everything's all right. <laughs> it, everything's okay. It's just hair. However, <laughs> to from my cancer sisters, brothers and sisters, it's a different story. So if all I have to worry about is my hair, they have to worry about their whole body. Their whole body care is a totally different story. So it's almost like the mind frame. It's like, I, I feel for you. Right. And other people should not be afraid to ask mm -hmm. instead of assume. Because when you assume, as we know, what happens yeah. from there, you know, it's like, wait, wait, wait. That's not what I meant, but that's what came off. Yeah. As we were talking about it previously, you said you were the only one from your family who actually has alopecia. Mm -hmm. So that that completely clears the misconception that it does not always have to be hereditary. It could be like, why is it only me? As right. you were telling us previously. But like, what was it being like? What was it like being affected at such a young age, at the very early mm. age of like 18, 19 years old, at the prime of, of a, your life? Like, I'm about to be an adult, and exactly. now I have to deal with this. Yeah, responsibilities. Um, <laughs> right, and and you know what? Like I was saying to you guys before, there are people, men, women, and children who have had this since they were young kids. Like. There are different things to be bullied about, but when you're bullied about something that you really truly cannot control, that's a totally different story. And you learn how to grow tough skin. So if you are a child with alopecia, you grow up to be an adult, more than likely, with alopecia, alopecia. So you know how to deal with it. Whereas for myself, it was like I had hair, I had beautiful, luxurious black hair at one point in time. And all of a sudden when I was 19, I had a, a Durham size bald patch in the back of my hair. I thought it was just from, you know, chemicals or doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing with my <laughs> hair. And it turns out, you know, it ended up growing back. But maybe a month later or so, uh, I had another patch on the side of my head. It grew back. Then the other side of my head <laughs> and it grew back. It, it was like, wait a minute, what's going on? So then before you knew it, things started to get thinner on the sides of my hair, but it would grow back. Before you knew it, I started to get even patchier and it would come like a patchwork, patchwork quilt. That's exactly what my head looked like. Oh. It would come and go, like I said, it would come and go where it wanted to go. It's like, I wanna go back today, I wanna go away today. I'm gonna go away over here, but I'm gonna come back over here. <laughs> you don't know how to keep up with that. And you're just gonna wake up one day with Nothing. the hole on this side gone and yes. in another side and some another people do. Now. And some people yeah. do, some people experience it in the shower. Some people experience it in bed. Some people experience it when they're just looking at themselves and they're just like, okay, and it's in my hand. Oh. Yeah, so it, yeah, when it, you look at the brush or the comb and it's, yeah. So uh, how has it impacted your life on a day-to-day -day basis when you first found out compared to now? Mm -hmm. How have you dealt with it in okay. those different ways? Okay, so. Let's start with the, the patches, mm -hmm. okay? So that's how it started for me. That's the first level. 
And the first level was, it's called alopecia areata. And areata is when it grows in patches, mm -hmm. okay? When it started to go away on my complete scalp, okay, that's another level. So for every level, you have to learn a different type of embrace. Mm -hmm. You have to just go with it. So that's called um, you, uh, alopecia totalis because it's totally gone off of your head. But I still had the rest of everything else that was magical, okay? <laughs> and when, uh, I think that was four years ago, I started losing that. I lost my eyelashes, I lost my eyebrows, my nose hairs, my ear hairs, my armpit hairs, everything else, I was smooth. That's called alopecia universalis because it's gone all over the body. But guess what happened two and a half years later? It tried to grow back. <laughs> and it grew back in spurts. Right. It was like, oh, we're gonna grow back over here in one patch. Just a little bit Just here. a little bit here, a <laughs> little bit here. We're gonna grow back fully on this brow, but we're gonna still be on this brow. We're gonna be gone on this brow. Right. Maybe these lashes, these lashes will grow back on the top, but these lashes won't grow back on the bottom. 50-50. Yeah, seriously, it was like, can you come back as a whole? No, I cannot, I'm sorry, I'm alopecia. <laughs> I'll so, come where I want. <laughs> I come when I want, but that's the thing about it. I had to grow into every single one of those phases. At first, it was wigs, weaves, um, scarves, hats, all the time as accessories. Before you knew it, as time went on, I was like, I don't need to, I don't want, even want to talk about it. That's the reason why I did that. It was embarrassing. I didn't know how to deal with it. So I hid it, just like anybody else yeah, would. A normal person would. The first denial. is, is yeah. to deny or hide. Oh, deny and hide. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but afterwards, when I got totalis, I was like, okay, well, here I am. This is me right now. And I remember my coming out picture. I know it sounds crazy, but it, that's exactly what it, it was. It was in 2012, and I was here. I was here in this country, and this country is the land of hair and honey. <laughs> I've had women tell me to my face, you're bald, you will not find a man. You will not get married, no well. one will love you. So to hear something like that is like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. Ooh, I need to take back my energy a little bit. This is totally untrue because as people say, I am not my hair, but then again, I was at one point, and now I have to learn to live without it. But when you lose the rest of your hair, it's like we have this to depend on, this to depend on. You don't know what life is like until these are gone. You get a lot of things until your eye, eyelashes are gone, sorry, uh, for those who can't see. <laughs> you get a lot of stuff caught in your eyes. You get a lot of stuff when you lose your nose hairs that go up your nose. And you're like, wait a minute, where'd that come from? I'm serious, because you have no mm -hmm. barriers. Yeah. With your brows, they're, they're a blessing. If you have thick brows, they are a true blessing because that catches a little bit of the sweat. So imagine it all coming down oh. on you. Yeah. And you don't realize when you, don't realize when you when have, when you're blessed with them. Exactly. exactly. But at which exactly. stage where you're like, all right, this is like happening for sure and I can't really control it. Because like you said, it's not something that can be controlled. And it's like, okay, because I know I, if it's any insecurity, let's talk about like, be it alopecia, be it weight mm -hmm. loss, mm -hmm. you're going to try to cover it at some point. Correct. Because like, let's say, when I was overweight, mm -hmm. I used to wear looser clothes because if clothes. it was tighter, then I'd be like, wait, why is this exactly. shirt over here? Yeah. Like, so what is this? Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Pointing yeah. Out of the you know, side. like you'd be like, I don't want to show this to people. So at which point were you like, okay, you know, screw it. It's just me. me? This is who I am. And I'm just going to like be myself. I don't In need to wear accessories. I don't need to cover this up, mm -hmm. you know? In 2012. 
when I had my, my coming out picture on Facebook and everybody was like, oh my God, you actually did it. Hold up. Right, hold <laughs> up, hey, right? I'm, I'm serious. They were like, oh my God, because I've only seen you with, without hair, without a hat, or without hair as far as a wig um, at friend functions. Mm -hmm. But the reason why I did that was because there was um, a lady who referred a young lady to me and I think she had cut her hair in like a depression rage or something like that, but she just did not feel beautiful. And she didn't feel beautiful even after she had cut her hair, but she didn't know how to be bald or how to live with, without the hair that mm -hmm. she had cut off in her rage. But she said to her, have you seen Miss Kim? Have you seen her? And she was like, no, I've never seen her. And I remember this lady told me, hey, I referred a young lady over to you and I told her about you being bald and living, you know, in your truth. <clears throat> At that time, I was not living in my full truth. I was still covering um, out of necessity, if you will. I was still in denial. I still did not want to talk about it. Didn't even want people looking at me or videoing me like this right now. I didn't want that at all. So how am I living my full truth for this young lady? How is it that other people can see me the way that they see me, but I don't see myself that way. How is this? That means I'm not living to my fullest potential. So slowly but surely, I would go to friend functions, because I didn't have family here, <laughs> friend functions, and I would be bald, because I knew no one would make fun of me. No one would make fun of me, because they loved me. When I would come to Dubai, I would be like, okay, I'm in Dubai, I'm in the mall, I'm bald. I had to be out. There was so many different people in Dubai Mall. It was like, okay, you're bald. Some people would laugh. They'd be like, <gasps> Bismillah, stop for the law. Oh my God, Wayne Oh, Some people would do that. But the thing is, you have to get ready for that. This is the life, this is your new life. This is the level you know, that you have to embrace. But why not, one day, and this is what happened, I said to myself, you are, number one, created in God's image. He created you to be beautiful. Be a new standard of beauty. Mm -hmm. And that's where we are today. I started with makeup. Makeup started because of something I could control. I couldn't control my hair, but I can control what goes on my face. <laughs> <laughs> and from that, <clears throat> my company developed, and it was called Heavenly Reflection. Wow. I didn't feel like a Heavenly Reflection, but I wanted other people to feel that way. I never want anybody else to feel bad about themselves, but why can't I feel that way too? So over time, when you start saying things over and over and over again, you start to believe it. And before you knew it, I became indeed a heavenly reflection. I became my company. And that's why people come to me to this day. That's no hair wow. at all. <laughs> yeah. That, that touched a little thing. <laughs> it, it, it touches every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like, we're, we're just so happy for you and to see that your company is such a big success mm, right now, you. where you are currently and how you've grown as a person completely. That's incredible. And uh, needless to say, Jay, like, can you tell us a bit more about your experience losing weight from the start? Like, as, as Miss Kim just told us, that she was probably at one of the lowest stages of her life and now she's like, Risen from the ashes. She's thriving. She's thriving at this point. Big time, big time. So, I mean, when I was a kid, it wasn't really something that affected me as much because when you're a child, you're not going to think about, okay, yeah, you're going to be like, oh, 
um, this is I kind of like am. food. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is who I am. You're not going to think about it. And I feel like this mentality that people have, it changes over time. And I feel like if you put yourself in a kid's shoes mm-hmm. and you put yourself in an adult's shoes, it's a different thing. It is. Because as a kid, you're very carefree and you just don't... It doesn't matter what people say because mm-hmm. you're you're your own person. Mm-hmm. So um, I think around grade four, grade five, because Bashan's been my classmate since KG1. And we've grown up together. So, and Pashan was never the kid. Like, he was also really chubby. But like, yeah, I got chubby yeah. to a point. Not not overweight. But yeah, yeah, I did have those bags which were caused by my cheeks pushing up <laughs> on my eyes. Oh. Yeah, oh. not not the typical dark circles. But yeah, I mean, for you, for your stage, it was completely different. You went from being healthy, as people call it, to slightly overweight, to overweight. And then you somehow managed to... Get a hold of yourself. You're like, no, I have to change myself. Right. And you yeah. set down, you set yourself down that path. And you're like, yeah, this is where I'm heading. This is how I, I want to go I used down to that get, path. Like, scared when we used to have the medical checkups because mm. <laughs> that time they used to give you a slip. And the problem was they gave you the slip in front of everyone, mm. like, oh, you're overweight, mm-hmm. like, oh, you're obese, mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And I think it hit me like when I was in around grade seven mm-hmm. because that's when you move into senior school like mm-hmm. your mentality starts changing you start going through puberty you're like right. okay Hold this on. is things are changing <laughs> yeah. like my body's changing a bit so mm-hmm. you know and when I got that slip for the first time I was like okay this is not like yeah the slip which everyone dreaded yeah. oh you're overweight you're a pyramid and the for problem you. was wow. people didn't at that age you're not going to understand like but if people make fun of you it's like all right you know it's obviously for them it's like it's a joke mm-hmm. like you're not going to feel anything but then when it actually comes on to you like oh this is not this is not really who I want to be right now mm-hmm. and I feel like it's not a big deal if you're okay I'm not saying that oh everyone needs to be extremely fit you need to be like the, an amazing athlete you need to go to the gym every day mm-hmm. that's like that's not what I'm here to say because I feel like if you're comfy in your own body image mm-hmm. then be the way you are mm-hmm. because if you're comfy being who you are, then whatever someone tells you is not going to affect you. Let me ask you this. What do you think about, and I'm, I'm all for the sister, but Lizzo? Yes. How, I do, mean, you, how do you feel yes. about her so, and how she... I, I respect her because, okay. I mean, she was a Grammy nominee. Correct. I mean, she didn't win, but... She was still, nominated. She was nominated. <laughs> yeah. And hey. it's unbelievable because her album cover mm-hmm. and her music videos, everything, it's centered around that attention and no it it just shows that she doesn't care mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she loves herself for the way she is mm-hmm. and people respect her for it as well mm-hmm. and it doesn't make a difference to her life right so definitely i mean for us as well like music i think music plays a huge part in everyone's life and especially when you see these people who influence you to feel in like that certain type of way mm-hmm. then it motivates people as well like i'm talking on this podcast this episode I, like, I hope if someone hears this, they can, in the lower grade, they can be like, okay, if he went through it, it won't be as difficult for me. Because mm-hmm. I know some people and I've seen some kids being made fun of. Mm-hmm. And I, I do feel bad. And then at the max, I'll go and talk to them like, hey, it's going to be all right. Like, mm-hmm. just, you know, try to ignore it for a bit. Right. And you can just build on yourself later on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. Because mm-hmm. it's more or less like taken in from one year and removed from the other. Right. So... And I mean, you, I think I, I think you really answered like my next question, which was going to be, what's the one piece of advice you could have given any person like who would look up to you at this moment? It's just it's just be you. You have to be you. You have to accept yourself for who you really are. You don't have to really change. 
Right. If you want to change, change for yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think you resonate with that very but well. But see, I feel like it's not only for yourself because if you're surrounded by other people, it's also like you're changing to prove them wrong. Correct. You're changing to prove a point. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, later on when you start to grow up, you stop worrying about it. But I feel like at that stage when your body's starting to change, you're like, okay, this person said something about me today. Hey, mm-hmm. you lost weight. Oh, really? I did? Yeah, I already knew that already. But like, mm-hmm. you know. It's like, your yeah, own it's your recognition, opinion. Like, not yeah, theirs. Yeah. You're getting vindicated for right. like whatever you've done. So mm-hmm. it's like, yes, finally. Mm-hmm. Like someone's noticing, <laughs> people are noticing. Like this feels amazing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that in itself is the biggest form of like, oh my God, this is like, I'm finally getting to that stage of, okay, I'm doing well. Yeah. This is, I got to keep going. I think that's a motivating factor as well. I mm-hmm. feel like if people are telling you things like that pushes you forward, like again and again and again and again. Right. And I'm pretty sure, like, with you as well, I respect you so much because, I mean, makeup, I think for a lot of (laughs) girls, small girls or whatever, it just, it's like something that gives them that feeling of empowerment Mm. because it's changing their outlook. And if they feel comfy with that, then that's amazing. But this is the thing. Excuse me. It's therapeutic. Right. If your outside does not match your inside, then the makeup has no purpose. That makes sense, yeah. So it's almost like, how do we get it to the point to where everything like lines up, meshes and fair. lines yeah. up? To where you, I feel so beautiful on the outside, but the inside, I am crumbling. I feel like I want to cry. I want to scream. That was me for quite a while because I couldn't figure out how to get it to match. And I, I had to have a heartfelt talk with myself. You know, nobody else could tell me anything. And like you were saying, you know, other people are noticing, but it's me who has to notice first. You know, when other people notice, that's cool. But I didn't care what other people were saying about me. You girl, you are beautiful. You've got mm-hmm. it going on. Oh my God, you, you have the perfect head for to be bald. It's like, <laughs> wait a minute, I didn't ask for this. You know, but that's the way I internalized it. And it wasn't until I was able to take that ex- external um, motivation that everybody else had for me and turn it into an internal right. motivation to where I can exude to other people to actually see it. Mm-hmm. So it has to come from within. Right. It has to come from within. I think it's great when other people do acknowledge and then you're able to say, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing a good job. I'm yeah, doing like, a good job. Me, Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And this is me. You know, I don't care what you say. Thank you for your suggestion thank you for your recognition thank you for everything but but this is for me right i know yeah (laughs) Yeah. so media does play a huge role in shaping what is considered attractive Mm -hmm. and influencing every person's self-worth the media traditionally has not been supportive of all body types and still continues to or at least to some extent Mm -hmm. but things are getting better and people are using their platforms like you can see in music videos they're more involving of people of different countries coming together, people who have different disabilities, people are going mm-hmm. through thi- uh, going through things. Mm-hmm. In fact, while researching alopecia, we came across an Indian movie about a girl's struggles with alopecia. Mm, watch that. Actually, building off of Rohan's point, nowadays you also see a lot of makeup gurus actually um, influencing the youth mm-hmm. of today. And I-, I feel personally that is a very positive thing. Kimberly, what would you think, how important do you think this kind of representation is? Well, (laughs) 
Um, actually, I was just doing a, a video for a promo uh, for a fashion show that I'm going to be involved in at the end of this month in Abu Dhabi. If anybody's yeah, interested, go. yes, <laughs> yes, thank you. I'm actually yeah, right, road trip for real. I'm actually been I've been the spokesmodel for a couple of different fashion um, events here in the UAE. One in particular was Runway Dubai, which is um, featured every November. And I was the first African-American alopecia model to be featured at all. And then... Um, Represent. Right, got to. And then <laughs> I ended up uh, rolling into this one casting call, and it was for a fashion house in Abu Dhabi called Prestige Style Fashion. And now I am their face and spokesmodel. So to go back to your question, how important is this? It is important for somebody to see someone who does not look like them somewhere where they did not do not see themselves being. I was always told that I was too short for runway. I'm too fat for runway. I'm cool. That, that's fine. My, my, I, got, I got, you know, assets. <laughs> I, I got these things, okay? And they're not the typical. But who said that the typical was the only way? Why can't you cater to the five million billion other people in this world who have different body types, different shapes, different nationalities. You should know about these people as well. When I think about the media especially, I think about um, Rihanna with mm -hmm. number one with her makeup and number two with her fashion line. She, catered, she caters to every color, every body size. No one should feel excluded because they are themselves. There should be something for you. And if there isn't anything for you, create it. That's, well, wow. Yeah. That's a solid <laughs> line right there. But it's the I, truth. Yeah, the truth. If it doesn't exist, hard. make it. Right, and it's true. Involve everyone. Why not? Yeah. But don't you both feel like it's changing? Like quite drastically, I feel. Because, I mean, that day when we were walking in the Dubai Mall and we passed the Sephora booth and just the full cover was just like people, like you said, people have different races, mm -hmm. people with different body types. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot, like recently, a lot of people like where they've taken these photo shoots for Sephora specifically. And like these are big uh, covers outside the stores. So mm -hmm. everyone that's passing by can see it. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it was last month where I saw they had shown an African-American bald woman with purple eyeshadow and just like blasted like, through the whole thing. I'm like, was that me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, Who it's, knows? it's showing. Like, it, it shows. Is, yeah. I mean, because then again, these companies are not going to be like, okay, we're only going to show this type of person because they're losing that many other people. But so, you'd be amazed at how many have still not caught up. They're still not on the bandwagon. They'll put out one or two colors, one this this shade. I'm showing my hand for those that can't see. <laughs> <laughs> one color like this and consider it dark, and then one color like this and consider it dark. And say, that's the dark line. Everything else will be light. They still haven't caught on. But they're saying, at least we have those two. No, but it, at least is not enough. You exactly. kind of need to go all in. All it's in all out. It. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Got to yeah. go all out. Yeah. Uh, do you think if you could have seen, did you see this kind of representation when you were 19? Are you kidding? Um, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. And if we did, if I did see it, it was so negative. It was seen. It wasn't like involved. It was not yeah. embraced at all. It was like, 
oh my God, it's a bald woman. Where's her hair? Oh my, those types of things. It was, it was ridiculed. It wasn't yeah. seen as, as beautiful. Whereas now it's like, hey, I have to live my life too. I didn't ask to be this way. Could I cover? Yeah, but you could cover your face too. <laughs> Block. You, but do you know what I'm saying there? Yeah. You know, some people will say to me, you know, oh, well, where's your hair? I'd be like, you know, well, where, you know, there's certain things that I could say to you. You know, I was not blessed with that in this era of my life, but you were blessed with something beautiful, so you embrace that. I was, I was blessed with a beautiful bald head. And, and, and gorgeous bad. skin, and gorgeous skin, okay? Skin beyond measure, okay? Some people would love to have this skin at 41 years old. They Ooh. can't. They pay for it, okay? <laughs> she doesn't have to. I don't She's got to. it all. God bless, heavenly <laughs> reflection, okay? <laughs> all right. Well, do you have any, like, a single line of advice for listeners struggling with their body image? Like, w whether or not that's because they're bald? This is your catchphrase. Ooh. <laughs> Make it go. I know, right? Yeah. No pressure. Um, that's a great question. I have so many of them, but the number one one that sticks out in my head is what I wish people would have done when I was going through my transition. Was not push the issue. Don't push the issue. Don't make fun of the issue if you know about it. Mm -hmm. I already know, okay? So for instance, if I, I, know I, I know I need to lose weight, I don't need you to tell me I need to lose weight. I know I don't have any hair. I don't need you to tell me, oh, you're losing your hair there. I look at this all the time. I know. Don't let people push you into a time that you're not ready for. You have to do things in your own time. When I was covering to hide, it was a totally different story than what it was years later because there's a difference between, as I said, um, necessity and accessory. I was covering for necessity because I was not ready to talk about it. Now I cover for accessory because I think it's cool and not everybody, deser everybody deserves to see my beautiful bald Malteser head. And plus, I don't like elements on my head all the time either. It's like when I cover, it's like a warm hug on my head. And everyone knows Maltesers and, are awesome. Uh, they're right? awesome. So, I mean, <laughs> hey, why not? But the thing is that my mom, my mom even shaved her head. She oh, cut wow. her hair like a low, 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 low fade. She, I was like, oh, you're doing it for menopause. She's like, no, I'm doing it for you. I was like, oh, why? Thank, thank you. But, I think. Uh, right. But it was like, you didn't have to do that. At the time, I was going through the patch phase. So I wasn't even fully shaved yet. Right. Yet you decided you wanted to do that. Don't try to, I understand you're trying to support me, but I have to go through this. Because in the end of the day, it's kind of you who has to deal with it and deal embrace with it. it. I'm the, the one who, who goes to bed with myself, sleeps with myself, eats with myself, bathes with, bathes with myself. <laughs> All of these things happen with myself. I have to learn how to love me. Mm -hmm. And you have to do it in your own time. Self-love. Self-love. <laughs> Hashtag. Okay. Preach. Yeah. If you have Amen. to get up to go around other people because you can't stand being around yourself, you need to take a good look at yourself. Again, you should love being with you. In love with, with you. yourself. Yes. Yep. I know it sounds crazy but i'm not saying it in a, a narcissistic yeah. type of vein type of way i'm saying hey 
this is me. This is who I am now. This is who I am going to be. And right. I see this for myself, especially for, for your journey. Yeah. I see myself doing something different, right. being something different. And I have to grow to that fa through those phases. Right. Yeah. It's the same thing. Doesn't matter if you're losing your hair, losing weight, or if you're going through a, a life change. You have to do those things, come to and embrace in your mind, not in everybody else's mind. Yeah, because if you love yourself, it kind of doesn't matter. Fine, you can it, say what you want, but if I'm comfortable with me, yeah, it's what not you a say doesn't it matter. Be, yeah, it's your yeah. problem, not my problem. If you have an issue, deal with it. Exactly. <laughs> and Jay, what about you? Like, just one line you would give to our listeners about any tips of building self-confidence, or that you think our listeners could use. Like, one tip, one piece of advice. Your catchphrase now. I just feel like don't give up on what you want. I just feel like staying on that constant grind is always mm -hmm. important just be yourself because at the end of the day you're going like kimberly had mentioned that you're only with yourself so the person you're facing first is yourself before you're facing anyone else so going out of that stage you have to get past what you are mm -hmm. and what you're going to be so mm -hmm. i feel like and i feel like consistency is for in my oh. case it's consistency is the most important because for me it was like i wanted i was very keen on changing myself mm -hmm. so me being consistent and i know pashan saw me through it as well mm -hmm. because like i know like we gym together so much right mm -hmm. now but still it's like he saw me go through that stage where i was like you know Okay, I need to keep and going. And seeing him pumped every Monday and Wednesday for running, I joined his running club as well. I was like, why the hell not? Yeah, because it isn't. Yeah, I'm <laughs> pumped now. Yeah. It is inspiring just seeing people who are like so focused on mm -hmm. what they want to do mm -hmm. and not really bothered about what other people say. But to piggyback off of that, that is what you need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what you need in order to survive. And a lot of people think that they need a lot of people around them in order to survive. I need 50 friends in order to feel some type of Just way, in order to feel good, good about energy. myself. Yeah. What about the good energy of four people, two people, or in this case, for you guys, one person? Right. One person's a party. One person. Hey, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's what it should be, in my opinion. Well, I mean, yeah. And thank you both so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you, both of you. And I'm sure our listeners will find all of your advice very helpful. Kimberly, we'd love to have you back in Dubai Jam any other time. Yay. And, well, Jay, we're going to see you around in school, so it's okay. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> this episode, we spoke about insecurities, self-confidence, transformations, and self-love. If you're struggling with insecurities, we urge you to reach out to a friend, parent, sibling, or counselor and talk it out. We all go through these experiences and we are sure that talking it out with someone you trust will be of great help to you. If you are interested in learning more about transformations and self-love, watch the movie Dumplin' directed by Anne Fletcher starring Jennifer Aniston and Daniel McDonald. The film follows a plus-size teenager who is also the daughter of a pageant queen as she signs up to a beauty pageant and refuses to abide by the stereotypical norms of what beauty truly means thus revolutionizing the idea that thin is equal to beautiful. You can also watch the film we mentioned this episode, the Hindi movie Gone Kesh, directed by Kasim Khalo, starring Shweta Tripathi, that follows a teenage girl who is an aspiring dancer and later diagnosed with alopecia. This has been the Dubai Gem Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already, check out our Instagram and stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you and goodbye. You've been listening to the DGPS Podcast. 
You can follow us on our Instagram page, DGPS Podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Spotify and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We will be back again with yet another insightful conversation.